Welcome to the Lost to Limitless cast, hosted by Jack Wilson and Blair Johnston. We want to bring you the very best information within health and fitness that we possibly can to leave you limitless physically, mentally and emotionally. So before we get started, we want to ask one thing. If you enjoy what you hear today, can you please share this with family, friends, social media so that we can help more people? Thank you. Yes, team, how are we? Hope we are good. Happy Thursday and welcome to episode seven of the Lost to Limitless cast. No, we're all good, man. Keep going. I just had to switch off my WhatsApp before it kept pinging up through the rest of this. We, in episode seven, we are going to go through our biggest sort of lessons or some of our biggest lessons that myself and Blair have faced in our sort of fitness career, fitness journey, whether it was before we became a coach or after we became a coach. And we sort of just sort of spoke that we're going to go through sort of two um, main ones that sort of stick out for us individually but there is plenty more um, and you can literally probably do a full series of uh, episodes on these but yeah we're just sort of going to go down to two so Blair how are we today how's your week good mate I'm good glad to have you back glad to have you back it was intimidating yesterday last week trying to do it myself you know I mean it's it's so it's funny right we speak to like we speak to our Instagram stories um, uh, we speak we do videos and stuff like that we do it ourselves but I was like, I'm, I was sitting, I'm, was sitting in here, sitting in this office, like, what am I going to talk about? And I'm going to have to look at the screen. That's why I never uploaded it on YouTube, because I was like, it's just just me. They're just going to be watching me speaking to a screen. So, um, but no, it was good. But it's much better to have you back, mate. Nice one. Have a good time away. Yeah, mate, it was actually quite good. Um, nice just to have a sort of much needed, needed rest. That was a first holiday since... Summer 2019, so that was like two and a half years. So, yeah, it was definitely a well-needed rest and just recharge the batteries and get going. So, yeah, it's been good. Awesome, awesome. So, why don't we just kick off? You start off with your lesson one and what we can do is you go through lesson one, I can go Mm -hmm. through my lesson one and go from there. But, yeah, Yeah, what would you say to the listeners that one of your sort of main lessons learned um, over your last 10, 12 years of possibly coaching, fitness, training, So I think, you know, kind of one of the biggest lessons I've learned, and again, learning the hard way, um, um, learning the hard way is that, like, so often or not, we forget that we are the only people that can do the work required to change. And you will 100% know deep down in the back of your head when you're not doing it. You've always got that voice. So, like, we kind of have to try and relate this to like a clientele or, or to, to a listener, someone listening. It's like, if you've ever been through a case where we uh, you've been trying to obtain a goal, make, let's just say fat loss for, for, for talking sakes. And you can sometimes, it can be so easy to fall into the mindset that you need other people's help, that you need other people's help to sort out your routine. You need other people's help to, um, educate you to tell you what you need to and while some of that is very much true we cannot get into this headspace that it's all down to how other people help us over our own action and over what we do and you will know yourself deep down 100% when you're not doing the work required in order to obtain the goal or whether this is in business whether this is in fat loss whether it's in you know, just training as a whole, or just even in life, like if you're, you will understand when you're not doing the work required to get you to where you need to be. What's important from that is that 
when you catch yourself in those situations where you have that kind of self-talk and it's that way like we've all we've all done it like whether it's like for me it's like i tend to have these like potential realizations or thought processes and like when i'm in the car driving like maybe at night or when i'm out walking myself or something but we have a point where we can listen to that voice of reason or we can completely fucking ignore it the reality is is when we ignore it only three four weeks down the line you're going to have the same conversation over and over again but coming down to it when you've got work to be done and we talk about work not in a sense of like you turn up to your nine to five i'm talking about the work that you need to do in order to change your fucking life only you can literally only you can do it the, the, the saying of you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink falls in here you know and we, we realize this a lot with like clients and clients will go through this thought process like myself and jack you know jack will be you know chime in here in a minute but like we will watch a client going through a phase of their training um and you're waiting for that penny to drop for that penny to drop where it's a case of holy shit i actually need to do the work like signing up to a coach getting help isn't enough like that's not going to fix the problem the problem will only be fixed when you do the work required to do it I actually find, and I've said this to like so many people, since I moved online, my clients get better results because it's like that shift from in-person to online coaching has made people realize, hold on a minute, I actually need to do the rest of the work. Like turning up to that one session for one hour a week isn't enough. Like that's me just turning up for what I paid for in, in their sense. But the reality is, it definitely is such a good point because we've probably done it so many times. We've told ourselves we've done certain thing, whether it's business or whether it's for a client, but ultimately we haven't and we haven't done the work. Um, And I suppose it then goes to the case of we'll be the first person to say, like, why am I not here or why am I not there? But I'm just asking ourselves, wait a minute, what have I not actually done that I should that I know I should have been doing? Yeah, that's ultimately what it's going to come back to is you know you should have been doing A, B, and C, but you haven't. You've only done A, you've not done B and C. So rather than saying, well, why am I not there yet? I actually look and go, what have I not done? Or what work have I not put in that I know that I should have been doing? 100%. Like, I, I was I was talking to my clients about this in my training earlier on this week, and I used the example of, like, me personally, when I when I realised this was, I don't know, I, I've spoken many times on here about, you know, bodybuilding and stuff, but I think I've got a lot of my lessons from that. Um, as part of my journey but when I competed in my first um, my first season like when I stood on stage like don't get me wrong I was in good shape but and the quality and standard that I was up against at that moment in time was unreal but I walked off and although I'd done well I was pissed off and I was annoyed and I was like I was like I came fourth and oh yeah it was a stacked class and it was a great class but came fourth and this this is shit but the realization was I didn't do the work that was required to get better result. Like it was all down to me. And I knew that deep down in the back of my head that I hadn't done everything I possibly could to get the result that I was talking. I was wanting, you know, I was talking the talk, but the reality was, is I wasn't walking the full walk, but then flip changed that when I came into 2019 and came into that competitive season, I made a vow to myself that I will leave no stone unturned. I will do everything I possibly can 
I will get all my steps. I will train hard. I will do all the cardio. I'll, I'll stick to them. I'll do everything I possibly can to give myself the best chance of what I've done. Don't get me wrong. Did I win? No. But was I much, did I feel so much better about the process? 1000% because I'd done everything possible. And I knew at the end of it that I'd done everything. And that was worth more than the, the second place trophy or the first place trophy than anything else. And let me ask you this then, Blair, what do you think caused you, just to just go into a conversation, what do you think caused you not to put the work in the first time round, whether it was 2017 or 2016 or whenever you've done the first one, 2018? What, um, what do you think was missing or what do you think caused you or what triggered you not to put the work in if you knew that you walked off stage unhappy, deflated, but also knowing that you never put the work in, what do you think caused that? Um, and what's and what sense do you mean the causation of it? And are you talking obviously, about obviously you realized what that? Do I, what do I what do I link it to? What do I where does those thoughts come from? Is that yeah, so obviously you realized that you never put the work in, so you think what work I didn't put in. Yeah, what 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 didn't you put in, and what made you realize that you didn't put it in? Like, did you then reflect and go, wait a minute, yeah, for the last two weeks I've not done X when I should have yeah. been doing Y, or so, yeah, for me like. Um, I got caught up with a lot of things and my first prep it was very unhealthy man um, I developed a bit of an eating disorder um, believe me I was constantly making myself sick because I got so focused on scale weight but it was that way where it was like I drove myself to almost an eating disorder well I did drive myself to an eating disorder but then I wasn't doing the basics that was required so don't get me wrong I was tracking I was training but like things like step count was non-existent like, you know, like, I didn't, like, my, my coach, no, nothing, I cannot speak highly enough of my coach at the time, he done a sensational job, um, nothing was his fault, it was all on me, I didn't do the step count that was required, now, I, I link a lot of it to step count, like, as in, that, that was, but that was such a huge, we both know that on a contest prep, that's such a, it's such a big tool in your locker that you can have to help with creating a deficit with, you know, it's not the, it's not the one thing that's going to get you lean, but it can help a lot in getting there and helping managing fatigue and all that sort of stuff. But that linked with obsession with skills, obsession with like, well, you know, developing that eating disorder, not talking to people. Like I didn't do the right things that could have got me into a better place. Yeah. And again, as you say that you can get so caught up on it. And as you say, like we can now laugh about it, but, of course. When I done my show second time round in 2018, I was that obsessed with steps that I took my, my wrist track, I took it off my wrist and put it on my ankle for the full 25, 26 weeks that I, that I was uh, dying for. Mm. And it's just like, because you didn't want to use your hands and get steps. So that's the kind of stuff you do. And, and again, I can totally relate to that. But it's just good to hear like what, what sort of, because the thing is, there'll be times where the listeners will go through certain things and realise and start to reflect and go, wait a minute, but it just shows you like it's okay to do that, um, which is good. So yeah, so a good life lesson. Yeah, and one thing to take away from it, like I said, coming back to that point of like, only you can do it 100%. You have to accept responsibility that the work will always lie with you, regardless if you sign up with a coach, regardless of what programme, what plan, whatever you're doing, the work and result will always come from you you will always know when you haven't done it. And my big piece of advice coming off the back of just the story telling you that we were talking about there is like, 
the small stuff counts so much. We, me and Jack preach this so, like, all the time to our clients. Like, you may think that going out 10,000 steps a day, even though it's a target, and it's quite a common target that a lot of coaches set, you think that that doesn't matter, but what the change and effects that can have on you physically, mentally, and emotionally is huge. Yeah, for sure. And the again, headspace just... you get from it, the, the activity level you get from it, um, you know, there's so many benefits. It doesn't just have to be 10,000 steps a day. Of course, the target is really dependent on the person, but that you may think it's something so, um, like so minuscule and not that important, but that is definitely one thing that made a difference on an extreme level from the look that I had. Oh yeah, definitely. And again, that's it. it's just the power of sometimes the power of small wins, the power of small habits, the power of small small steps. Let's call it. Um, yeah, definitely can accumulate and add up. So that's my first lesson, Jack. Over right. to you. Uh, my first lesson probably would be just sort of um, that I want to say, and just again that I've learned a lot of things the hard way, but just literally just embracing failure, embracing challenges. Um, sometimes we see the word failure or challenge as a negative. Um, like if you look up the dictionary, failure is probably seen as such a negative thing. And 80 to 90% of the times when the word failure or challenge is used, it's used in a negative language or a negative way. But for me, it's just about starting now to see it as a more positive thing, like embracing these things, because in the, the day, we can never go through life perfect. And unfortunately for me, I actually thought when I did do my first show or then my second show when I first started the business, I generally thought it was going to go plain sailing. I didn't actually think anything was ever going to go wrong. Yet, if you look at the 19 years previous to starting my business, nothing ever went right. right. But that way where it's just now I've learned so fast and sometimes a hard way that now it's just realising that I'm actually always looking for a slip up, looking for a challenge, looking for a road bump because it's about then again, what lessons can I learn off the back of that? And I always say, like, I probably, one, wouldn't be the person I am. I wouldn't be the partner I am. I wouldn't be the business owner I am. I wouldn't be the coach I am, the brother, the son that I am, if I didn't face all these different challenges. And it's about just sort of letting you guys know, like, you should be looking forward to these sort of things. Like, And unfortunately, it is going to happen. So it's about embracing them, taking them on, taking them into your stride, and just accepting it's all right. Like, you might fail a test at school, cool, well, where did you go wrong? What book do we now need to read? What study do we need to do to pass it? Cool, you might have missed out on hitting hitting a PB by whatever it is. It's not It's not a big failure. It's not a, well, I may as well give up. It's like, okay, what did I miss out on? Was I maybe not set up right? Was my feet not in the right position? Did I maybe just not give myself enough rest? Or was I maybe just too, a little bit too ambitious because I really want to keep progressing? There's nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with failure or challenge but it's about now trying to see it from a perspective shift and see it more as a positive rather than a negative 100% it man it's it's like you say it's perspective and you know something I, I say I've, like I've said a lot to you know my clients is like like you say people fear failure but how do you know what success actually is if you've never failed like the two cannot exist without each other like you can't appreciate what success is without understanding how failure feels and what it is, or going through it, like the diff, like that difference of like I'm again. I don't mean to hijack this a bit, but 
And a good example is like my client Amy when she was at a um, powerlifting event, um, like a couple of months back, like failed all of her squats. And for anyone who's listening, if you fail all of your squats, you get three attempts. If you fail your three attempts at squats, you're effectively DQ'd from the competition. You can still lift in it, but you won't get a medal. You won't get placing it. If she had got her a lowest squat, like even the warm up squat that we done, she'd have won. Like that's so she knew she was on for a good one, but she failed her squats. However, she came back, lifted the rest of it, and um, she done her bench. She matched her PB in the gym on the bench, um, and no, she just below it actually. And then on deadlifts, got a, a brand new PB and pulled an incredible lift, and she was on cloud nine. She would not have appreciated that deadlift had she not failed the squat. Had she not decided to stick in, like you can't you can't appreciate it without it. Exactly, and it's that. It's just exactly that, and it's just like trying to embrace that. And again, if you think back to episode one, for anyone that's not listened to it, we just sort of introduced us um, yeah. as Jack and as Blair, and like we spoke a lot about failures, and we're very similar in that sense in terms of just losing loved ones. Um, then that's a challenge that you need to overcome at, at the age that we both were. Um, and again, even if anything happens from here on out, it's a failure. You might see that as a failure because life's failed you. The world's failed you because they've taken someone away from you. But it's about then what that done for both of us to kick us on into where we are now in life, to the attributes that for me personally, what I took away from my nana, what I took away from my granda, is all these sort of things. And that's it. It's just about seeing, not seeing it as a negative, just seeing it as a sort of, what did I learn? What did I gain? Because sometimes it's, it's about that. It's like just asking yourself two simple questions. If you fail at something or you find it challenging, sort of two main questions you could generally ask yourself is what did I achieve so what did I actually gain from that so you're now trying to turn that into a positive mm-hmm. yes you may have failed something what did you achieve what did you gain should they gain something from it you mm-hmm. gain an insight into what to do next but then also what did you like that what 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 now do you now need to go and do to then yeah. make that better because it's not about then seeing it as a failure or not doing it ever again or I won't be able to achieve that ever again it's about right now what did it from what I've learned or what I've gained, what do I now need to do to make sure that doesn't happen again? And then you just then embrace another challenge, another roadblock, another speed bump, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, that's definitely sort of a real big one that always sticks out for me. It's sort of a life lesson. And um, that's the thing, it's a life lesson rather than yeah. fitness, but definitely learn some hard ways in fitness. I mean, failure, failure happens all the time, though. You know, you can go back to your childhood, man, you know what I mean? Like, you feel like you you got a you got like we come back to school like you got a mass some wrong like you then learned how to do it right and then you then you were fine for like the only way you learned was through failure like they taught you how to do it you nine times out of ten got it wrong they showed you why you got it wrong and how you got it wrong and where you need to go you learned off the back of that you then got it right like something as simple as like fucking bod mass or like you know what I mean like algebra like no one got that stuff right straight away you always made a mistake and then when you realized you made a mistake you were then got better at it like failure happens all the time you know and that's the thing and as you as you go older or grow older sorry and as you become more of an adult you just become across you just come across way more failures because when you are a child you're still going to fail You've just got less things to worry about. As you get older, the chances are you're going to face a lot more, which is why, in my opinion, we need to get into this sort of perspective shift and sort of mindset shift of 
seeing it as a positive, like what what can I learn, what can I gain, and what do I now need to do to make it not happen again or make it a little bit more smoother or a little bit better? Because again, there's such a sort of big negative around the word failure, around the word challenge, but it's just about trying to see it from a different light, see it from a different side and actually see it as a positive rather than a negative. Yeah, 100%. So, Blair, obviously, moving on from that, again, any questions on that, you're more than welcome to ask, but if not, what would you then say? No, no, I do have a good question, man. So, when, obviously, we were sitting, we were sitting down thinking about, okay, what's the best lessons to share with these guys? When you thought about that, was there a particular time that you thought about when you were linking to that lesson? I suppose a good question. Um, And I do obviously think that it probably does stem back to when I was um, that 17-year-old boy four days before my 18th birthday um, and my nana did pass away when she always said that she'd always made a promise to me that she would see me become a real adult. And for me, in my head, a real adult was when we became 18 and I was the the youngest grand grand, uh, child. So I was the youngest of 17 with four days before my birthday. And unfortunately, she never made it. So for me, it was that case of, I think from then it was just like, I felt again, like the world had failed me. Not necessarily my nana, but the world had failed me. Like, why? Something away from you. Yeah, why did she not get to see me? Because again, at 18, you think 18 as an adult, you're really not. You're still, you're still learning so much. But for me then, I think it was more a case of when I did think of that, I thought, wait a minute. Because from there, I then basically started to then train. And that's basically what I sort of really kicked into the sort of training side of things. And then sort of started to really sort of push on from there. And again, I think I took a lot of attributes away from that as well. Um, yeah. So that's probably one main lesson, which sort of, was what now nearly, oh, that was 10 years ago, yeah. Um, so I'm 27 now, so yeah, um, 10 years ago that just sort of really started to really shape me. Yeah. So that's sort of one that always, I would say, clicks, sort of. Yeah, no, I I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about there, man, 100%. It's funny because, like, as, like, I don't know, I don't know about females, I can't really speak for them, but I know as guys, we kind of link, like, 18 is, like, when you become a man type thing you know what I mean it's like I don't know like when you're younger like you you work towards the or you feel like you're coming up to that point like when I'm 18 I'm now a man you're not you're still a boy but you only know that in hindsight but at that moment like when you're 13 14 15 years old like 18 it's like that's a man like they're, they're responsible now and you've always wanted these people you care about to see you getting to that point like that shift and change in your life but when it doesn't happen it's like yeah, I just sort of felt like you, know, you lose something, man. You're yeah, like, I just felt like the world the owed me, like needed to owe me. Something. Old, yeah, like you feel like the world owes you that that moment in time. Yeah, definitely. But the world owes you fuck all, unfortunately. Exactly. So yeah. yeah, what would you say then? Moving on, what would you say your sort of second lesson or se- second big sort of lesson would be? So for me, um, a second biggest lesson, which is always a hard one, and it's a lesson that. I think you never stop learning because you've got to keep implementing it. Is like, like being honest with yourself is the hardest thing you'll ever do, but it's so necessary if you want change to happen and you're not happy. Like, this links very closely to 
the first one I was talking about when it's like it's all on you you have to change it and you'll know when you're not doing the work like you have to be honest with yourself like if you're not being honest with yourself if you're not happy and you're looking outwards you're going the wrong way about it like if you really truly want to change you have to start looking inwards you have to start looking at what you're not doing and that involves you being really fucking honest with yourself which normally is not a nice thing to do because you probably end up tearing yourself in your asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? You've got to tear yourself down to build yourself back up. We all know this, right? But you have to be honest. Don't kid yourself. Don't play yourself. Don't say, like, stop telling yourself what you're good at. What, what are you not doing right? Because that's why you're not happy. Like, that's why you want to. Like, people, I want, I want people to get away from this thinking of the fact that you feel like, you just want change. No, you need it. Like, you want it for a specific reason because you're not happy with something you're doing. It may be the routines and habits that you have in life. Okay, well, be honest with yourself. Stop telling yourself, ah, but well, I do go to the gym. Like, I do I do go to the gym. I do kind of pay attention. No, you don't. Like, you don't. You don't consistently train. You don't pay attention to your food. You're not doing it properly. Like, be honest with yourself and stop like spinning yourself a lie you're spinning yourself this web of like you know false information that i'm good at this or i try and yeah okay you try but trying is not enough be honest with yourself and actually tell yourself are you doing what is required because there's a difference from what you're doing to what actually is required for you to change your life like and i've had to do this many times many times within business many times within life and I still have to do it because you're going to always catch yourself. Like, you know, myself and like Jack, we're quite similar in that sense. Like we're always trying to improve. Improve means change, which means you have to be honest with yourself to tell yourself what you're not doing right. And sometimes you might have your training and your life and your plans and routines on lock. Awesome. That's great. But at some point in life, that's probably going to change and you're going to feel unhappy about that and you're going to you're going to have to be honest as to why you know yeah and exactly I, I totally agree because as like the saying goes honesty is the best policy and usually if it's the best policy it's, as as you said but it's sometimes it's going to be a tough pill to swallow but sometimes we need to swallow it and that's usually as well like if we have someone else external that really loves you and they're honest with you you always end up hating them a little bit Oh, for the course. first sort of five, ten minutes, even for the first few days after hearing it, you don't want to talk to them. That's because you know it's the harsh reality. And sometimes that's sometimes what we need to hear, whether it's something you then see as good or something you still see as bad, but it's still, at the end of the day, it's still something that we need to hear. And, yeah, I totally agree on that. As you say, you're, you're sort of two linked quite well um, yeah. about being honest with yourself and, like, you, can, you are the only one that can do the work. 100%, man. I mean, it's like... It's this way, it's like you're either like you're either honest with yourself and tell and like or someone close to you is honest with you. And the fact is, is like these people aren't questioning your character, they're not questioning who you are. They're just they they're doing it from a place of care and that they want what's best for you. If people are always telling you you're fucking great, they're lying to you. Because like no one's perfect and no one's fantastic no. at everything and anything and everything. Like I remember when I got on like my first call with our coach Joe and he pulled my pants down 
you know what I mean? And I left that, and I, and I, like, I, in that moment in time, as much as I hated hearing what I, like, I heard, but I was so right, and in that moment, it was like a mixture of, like, yes, you're so right, I want to work with you, but fuck you for telling me this, because now I feel embarrassed, and now I feel this way, and I feel horrendous about myself, but even then, I still partied with money, because I knew it's what I needed to hear, I knew, it's the same with, like, like, like my business coach, and, and now Jack's business coach, Tom, like, they do the same thing, you know, like, they'll tell us what we do not want to hear, because it's exactly what we need to hear, and we try to do that with our clients, you know, I mean, of course, you have to, you can put it across in a caring way, it's not always going to sound that way to them, but, I mean, there's other ways you can put it across where you just sound like a dick, but the reality is, is you need to be honest with the people around you, and that starts with you being honest with yourself, Otherwise, you'll feel like a hypocrite. And that's a hard pill to swallow too, because you feel yeah. like a fraud. Exactly. And just exactly what just following on what you just said, it's like you you don't like if you know one of your friends or one of your family members isn't being but yet there's you doing it to yourself, or then you there's you doing it to someone else. And it's like you honest with you. But yet, there's you talking to yourself, lying to yourself, when you know it's not the thing that you should be doing or not the thing that you should be saying. And ultimately, it's just about trying to get that sort of understanding, realisation that, yeah, it's not nice. As Blair said, it's a tough pill and a bit of pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's that exact pill that you need to swallow that's going to then kick on again was it then going back to what I was saying is it then a failure or a challenge like now what did we learn from mm-hmm. it's just all just about then just sort of ever evolving um, and that's the biggest thing is just about can you honestly say again honestly say that you've done x y and z exactly that's it. and it's just about being honest with yourself and saying yeah it's did or do you know what no I never which means if I never did it I now need to go and do it because yeah. I never did it but now I know I need to do it so I'm going to yeah. go and do it totally man nothing wrong with that no not at all not at all yeah so um jack mate what is your what's your second and final final big lesson man for me it actually ties in quite nicely with yours uh your sort of first one um for me it's like if you're there putting the work in and you're making great progress and you are doing everything you need to be doing um but sometimes just realising you have to accept you can only go so far on your own. And, yeah, yeah. and for me, like, again, we, we spoke about, we've spoken about coaches before, we've spoken about family members helping us or us helping each other. Like, ultimately, there is only so far you can go on your own. And again, that goes back to what Blair was saying as well, though. As long as you are putting the work in and you're doing the, doing the reps, as we would call it, putting the work in, doing the reps, and putting that time, effort and energy into doing it, then sometimes you can only go so far and sometimes you then need to get someone else or something else to help you along the way. Um, and it's that way where you are going to go a lot further with someone. Um, and again, like for us, you said there, you spoke about getting on that call with Joe. Mm. Like now, like having that someone there, you know you're putting in the work before that, but you just need that extra help mm-hmm. to realise and also show you what more you can actually achieve what what other 
what other things and where you can actually take yourself, whether it's physically, mentally, business-wise, emotionally, family, where you can actually take yourself with the additional help, with the additional guidance, with the additional support. But again, I also want to make clear that just because you go and hire yourself a coach, hire yourself a mentor, hire yourself a gym friend, rent a friend, whatever, you (laughs) you still have to do that work yourself. Yeah. Yes, does it make it a little bit easier because the guesswork comes away from it? 100%. Like for us as coaches, we coach quite similar. We do try and take a lot of the sort of guesswork away for you guys when things become confusing. But ultimately, we can't do it for you. You still need to go and do that work. But can we make a promise together that with us both doing the work together, myself and you as a client, can we get you further down the line? 100%. Yeah. But we both have to do the work. And it's about, and again, I think we we probably both learned the hard way where you probably do try and run a business on your own, but you do try and really get, get like super lean for a photo shoot or just generally get super lean for a lad's holiday or super lean for getting on stage or whatever it is. But there's only so much you can do on your own because there's only so many books you can read. There's only so many articles you can follow advice you can listen to and go and implement that and the chances are you get some results but really to take yourself to the next level you've never been before it's about okay where where can I look and again for me like one of the the biggest things was just generally uh, with regards to business wise like you think again it goes back to thinking we're an adult yeah we're an adult we can run our own business you've not got a clue what income is you've not got a clue what outgoings are you've not got a clue what VAT is you've not got a clue what tax is you've not got a clue what Paying rent is, you know, yeah. you've just got no clue of what systems to use. How do you then bring a client in? How do you get them to pay? How do you... And it's just these sort of things where you think, wait a minute, someone else is doing a job out there and doing it very well. And here's my clueless at it. I've done what I can yeah. to get it to where it is. But I don't know what to do next. So I, in that case, you then look at an accountant, for yeah, example. Yeah. It's that where you can only do your account so far really to then maybe make money more work better for your business or to save more, sometimes you need to go and reach out and ask for help. Yeah. For me, that was just sort of one thing that did I probably take too long to ask for help? Possibly. 100%, man. I get it too. And I think, I think as well, like see when you see when you reach out for help and, and you've got help, not only do you have an extra support system, you have someone to help eliminate guesswork, you eliminate so much self-doubt from that too. Because if you're trying to do something solely on your own, don't get me wrong, like there is people out there that can do it. I'm not going to say that there isn't. But most, you know, a high percentage of people will then be falling into this self-doubt trap where you question then everything you then do moving forward. You know you've made some serious progress, right? But now to get to the next level, you're like, mm, well, do I go down this route? Do I go down that route? Do I go down the route over here? I don't know what's best. And you start to then overanalyze things when in actual fact, the majority of the time is if you went down any of them, you're going to be better than where you were. But sometimes you just need that one person to tell you that, you know? Like you need that one person to just be like, I'm going to take over. I'm going to tell you where you're going to go. You just need to walk it. Sweet. That's fine because now I don't have to worry about that. Now I don't have to worry about if the decision I'm making is the correct one moving forward. Someone's going to make that decision for me, eliminate that guesswork, and it's going to make my life so much easier. So you eradicate so much self-doubt by just speaking to someone. 
Yeah, and again, it's something I say a lot to clients, and it's not even like a quote I've heard. I just say it, and it's like, if I can take the guesswork away from you, there's less overwhelm. And when there's less overwhelm, there's a higher chance of you succeeding. 100%. And it's that simple. It's like, our jobs is to try and take that guesswork away, as Blair says. Here's what you need to go and do. Here's how we're going to educate you and tell you to do it. We still need to do it. But that then, because there is less guesswork, you've got less overwhelm. You've got less things to sort of worry about. Are you still going to get overwhelmed? 100%. You're only human. Yeah, totally. When there's less overwhelm about certain th things, even especially when you're just starting out something new, then there's, you've got such a higher chance or a higher rate of succession. And that's just succeeding it and that's just seeing it through. And it's just that way where, like, we probably both agree, we probably have taken too long at times to say, oh, no, hey, I need to Both hands up. Yeah. yeah. But, but again, Sorry, man, on you go. That goes back to school as well. You probably don't want to be the person to put your hand up when I have tried yeah. this, I have tried this 10 plus 10 a hundred times and yeah. I cannot get to 20. But yeah. I need to put my hand up. I need help. I need help. And, and and one thing you can learn from even just that is communication's key. Like if you're if you're listening to this podcast, right, and you're you're potentially one of my clients, you're potentially one of Jack's, or you have another coach, you're just listening to us or you're thinking about getting a coach regardless communication is vital coaches and people who can help you can only help you to the best of their ability when they know you've got problems even if i even if i'm coaching a client i don't know the problems they're going through unless they tell me about them communicate them you know you've got to communicate the problems like i'm not there 24 7 in their life to turn around and be like oh, that's going to be a problem let's do this instead we have to we it has to be filtered back so make sure that if you've got a, if you've got a coach, um, if you're thinking about getting a coach, if you're doing anything, that one of the best things you're going to be able to do is be open and honest with communication because that is going to help so much. They can then do their job to the best of their ability. For instance, if you took your car to a mechanic and then you didn't communicate what was wrong with it, how would they know where to start to try and look to fix it? They wouldn't. You just turn around and be like, it's broken. They'd be like, well, well, how's it broken? What's, what's wrong? Where's... I don't know, it's broken. They can't help you or give you the best, quickest fix, right? Be open communication channels as best as you can with your coach. Yeah, because that's always going to be something, again, just think about like any walk in life, really, the more that you can communicate something, whether it's good, whether you're praising someone, whether you're helping someone, whether you're educating someone, the more communication and the more simplified communication, the easier it is. Yes, can you communicate things very complicated? Yeah, still communicating it. But if you can try and make it as simply simplified as possible, it's going to be so much easier. And again, from, let's say, our point of view as a coach, we can then help you so much. And again, I always say that, like, our job as coaches is to help you solve a problem that you're struggling to solve on your own. But, yeah. but as Blair said, if you don't communicate what that problem is, what challenges you're currently facing, we could list 100, 100 challenges that you might face and the mates that you're... None you're of them might actually be right. Yeah, because so, so it's about understanding... Like communication is going to be key and again it's like that it's like communicating wait a minute i have a problem i have tried this on my own so much i've taken myself to a, a certain degree putting the work in putting the time in putting the effort in but now i need to take past that degree i want to go past that degree you need to just communicate and go hey look i've got a problem here's what my problem is right now here's what i have achieved can are you a person are you a team are you a business are you a service that can help me get from where I am now 
to where it is I want to be because I can't get there. So yeah, for me, that's sort of one of the sort of other big ones that I genuinely learned the hard way and probably took too long to yeah. implement. But yeah. The, the thing is, is that's it though, man. Like every lesson, you're going to learn the hard way. Like, and I say this, and I think I've said this on here before, like see with my clients, like I'll give them enough rope to trip up on, just not enough to hang themselves. Like, yeah. Because the best way they're going to learn about stuff is when they make mistakes. Like, see, when a client comes to me and be like, oh, I messed up, I'm like, awesome. That's great. Because now we can learn and then we can move forward and this won't happen again. In fact, do you know what? It might happen again, but you'll catch yourself quicker, you'll adjust better, and you'll know exactly what to do off the back end of it. Like, you have to go through these pitfalls, these failures, these ups and these downs to really understand everything. Like, it doesn't matter like when my like when whenever coach or my coach or anyone who's coached me before has told me like people will give you like you will make like these are mistakes that you don't want to make i'm like hmm, no in fact now on a kind of twisted way i know for a fact if i make that mistake i'm going to understand it better because you've got experience and experience is priceless when it comes to not like you know what I mean? experience trumps knowledge yeah, you Always. can know if something's going to happen, but when you experience it, you have a different relationship with it, you know? You truly understand something more when you've experienced it rather than just knowing about it. Yeah. Little Harrison's making a wee appearance. Yeah, in the yeah you can hear him. Yeah, he's, he's trying to give some lessons as well. Um, but he's only, he's only seven months in the game. So Welcome to the podcast, Harrison. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the podcast, little man. Um, he's sitting smiling, giggling away there. Um, but yeah, he's only seven months in the game, he's still got plenty of lessons to learn. Well, that's it. But even then, like we talk about from that age, that's just sort of why we wanted to make this episode really about that. Just to one show that we, us two, and again, we, that's one thing we want to always say is myself and Blair aren't experts, but we're just as human as you are. Um, so us talking about lessons or us talking about life or failures or challenges or things that trip us up is going to make you guys realise that it's also okay and to embrace them more. Yeah. But like there, we're talking about little Harrison, from that age, right up until the day you die, you're going to you're gonna always learn things and learn new lessons, but it's about as long as you see them as lessons learned, not yeah. always as a negative, that's when it's going to be so much so much better for you. Yeah, I mean, like, like just like, just because he's here and we're bringing it up, but like, for instance, like, he's going to come to a point where he's going to try and walk and he's going to fall down hundreds. He's going to fail so much. And then he's going to, and then he's just going to do it one day and he's going to manage it. And then guess what? He'll still fall down at some points, but he's going to get better at walking. And now, and then, you know, 28 years later, he'll be like me running about and he'll be fine. You know, whereas like, like it's the same with like him rolling over. He's like, he's, he began to, <laughs> you want, you want to tell the story. You want to tell the story. Um, like he like he started on his back and he, he struggled and he tried to roll on his front he couldn't do it then he rolled on his front now he does it like that without thinking you know and, and then he was struggling to roll back onto his back eventually got the hang of it but he kept trying and he kept failing and he kept trying and kept failing it's a simplistic manner to understand that you have been around and accustomed to failure since the day you were born so why is it now that we now grow up and we grow older that we suddenly now feed it and that, but yeah, of course, yeah, are the consequences a little bit more? Probably. But that doesn't mean it's any different. No. And it's any less required. No, definitely. But yeah, as I say, that's it. And it's just about then, hopefully you guys can take something away from those four lessons. And like I said, we could make a full series of episodes on these 
Um, but it's just trying to think about sort of main ones that we think of. Um, and yeah, hopefully you guys, as always, enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys get to take something away. Yeah. And out of the stories that we've mentioned, you guys get any questions? You know exactly where we are. Drop us a message and ask us. Yeah, I think even just like I know that we always at the end of each episode do a one percent, but I think my one percent is re-listen to this episode and 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 take it. In. And the thing is, is my biggest thing is here is like I said this to someone else, um, a guy who was who was messaging me on online about the um, the podcast and stuff. I'm like, look, when you've if you're taking so much value from them, which is insane, like love to hear that. But wait a couple of weeks and then listen to the episode again because you're going to come at it with a different mindset, with a different approach and a different environment and you're going to learn so much more. Like I've read, like there's a couple of books, um, audio books that I've listened to like once or tw- like twice and every time I listen to it the second time, I'm like, I can't even remember that. Like yeah. that's new. Like I've just like, you relearn stuff because you listen to things like you'll be listening to these podcasts. You will say something that will take, even though you're still listening, it'll take you off on a tangent. You'll, you'll go into your own head and you'll think about things and you'll miss stuff that we're talking about. And then you'll tune back in. And then if you listen to this again, two, six weeks down the line, you'll not tune out at the same points. And then you'll be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't hear this last time. Boom, boom, boom. And so, yeah, it's so true. Like, like re-listen, like so. If you've took a ton of value away from this, my one percent is go back and re-listen at some point in the future because you'll take more from it. Yeah, definitely. Again, I would, I would definitely agree because there is so much to learn from that, and that sort of one percent is one. Don't rush yourself either. Um, like literally, just take some time to, like as Blair just sort of says, like just take your time to sort of digest. Re-list. Yeah, re-listen to these, and yeah, okay, you might want to be here every week listening with us which we do generally appreciate but we want you guys to take as much away from these episodes as as you can so sometimes it might take you two weeks to listen to one episode that's all good that's fine and i think and again that that, made that point goes even deeper you know like don't rush anything yeah like stop like it's so easy in like today's society with social media and stuff to think that you should be miles ahead of where you are like no where you are is exactly where you need to be and all you can focus on is like getting further from this point further ahead of this point stop comparing yourself to where other people are and start just focusing on where you currently are because it's where you need to be and you can then move forward from that but do not put yourself in a rush to be fitter than you currently are and to like like you know setting unrealistic expectations for yourself like do not put, you're not in a rush to change. If you want lifelong results, don't rush them because you won't sustain them. Yeah, definitely agree. And that's sort of a good way to close out the podcast just because there is, you could go on and on, but that's the thing. It's just about really just stay patient, patient. enjoy the process and ultimately um, just do what you can. Make sure you're putting the work in, do what you can like that. Um, If you ever need help, you know exactly where us two are. We'll happily answer any questions you guys have got about the first six episodes, including this seventh episode, whatever it is. But yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed episode seven. And yeah, catch you on the next one. See you then.